Welcome back to another edition of This Week in College Football, brought to you by CFB Talk Daily. Uh, today is Tuesday, February 19th. Uh, we got a lot on the agenda to cover, but first, let's just hit the elephant in the room. It's, it's been a while. Uh, I think it's been a little over a month since we've brought out some content, but um, some of you might not know we're both college students. We both started a new semester. We had to really get on track with that. Um, so that's why we've kind of been slacking, but now we're settled in. Our feet are wet. We're running with the semester, so we're going to be putting out stuff more consistently. Right, John? Yep. Every yep, Tuesday is a new date. Uh, we changed it from last time. I think we were Friday, Saturday, or Sunday in that range. But we're going to do Tuesdays now with the way our schedules work. So keep an eye out for that. And let's you know jump right into it. Uh, normally we end our shows with follower questions, but today we're actually going to start with them because we have more than usual. And the first question is from uh, Monty Bangs. He's one of our guys, always been tweeting. And he wants to know, after seeing four or five years of the college football playoff, do you prefer this or the BCS? I'll let you start it off, John. All right. Well, for me, this one's pretty easy. I hated the BCS. I thought it was stupid. It had a lot it had a lot of flaws. The college football playoff definitely has its flaws, like with strength of schedule and like it's very opinionated, but I feel like it gets it right most of the yeah, time. Yeah, uh, I agree. Time. Like like one or two one and two was like such as like a boring like concept. Like normally it does like sometimes end up being one and two anyways, even with the fourteen playoff. But like the extra game is so much fun and like it, it's worth so much more. Cause like when you're a three or four and you're playing for some bowl game, like, it's nice that you're playing for a big bowl game, but you still have a chance to, you know, win a national championship now as a three or four seed. Uh, I obviously saw its flaws, but I like this so much more than the BCS. Yeah, I also feel like with the BCS, if you lost one game, it pretty much eliminated yeah. you from most of the time. But, like, with this, if you lose, like, a game early on in the season, like, you could bounce back. Yeah, especially, like, like, with conferences and stuff, depending, like, strength of schedule, strength of conference, you know, all that actually, like, adds more. Yeah, like, I feel like, yeah, that takes into account who you play. And, like, like, I don't know know, who would have ever seen, or at least frequently seen, because, like, well, I think, like, we would have never seen a one and two play in the championship game, and they were both from the SEC. Like, that would not be, like, a common thing. I feel like they always wanted to have some kind of diversity. Yeah, now we could have that if, if they're yeah. worth Yeah, and, like, that ended up uh, being a Georgia great game. game. So, keeping on playoffs, yeah, that uh, was Chuck Ransom great. wants to know if we prefer the four-team or the eight-team. And I have an interesting take on this. Um, I'm not – yeah. All right, so, well, do you want to go first? I said for a – I think like one of the first episodes that I liked the 18 playoff, but since then, I don't think I like uh-huh. it because I, I'll tell you why oh, the idiot. gap of the gap between <laughs> a one versus an eight team, especially this year was so much more than a one and four. Like I know we talked about who would the eight team have been this year? Like I think it would have been Michigan, right? So it would have been so. Michigan, Alabama. And Oklahoma-Alabama was so much of a better game than that game would have ever been. Yeah, but, like, hold on. The top 25 is right here, the final top 25. So, Clemson was one. Alabama was two. Ohio State would have been – okay, so Ohio State probably be, like, five. Um, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, LSU, Georgia, and Florida. 
Michigan would be 14 in this. I don't think Florida would beat any of those teams. I think Ohio State as a five team could have challenged me. I think one of the I think your four or five game would happens. be the closest game. I don't like I don't think two or seven would be a close yeah. game. Two two or two or seven would be Alabama versus either Georgia well, or Well obviously Georgia Florida. is a close game, but I think Alabama would have blown the water out of Florida. So like so, so do I. But I, I this is like unrelated. I don't I, like I don't know why. I just don't like the quarterback. Like University of Florida, I you know, sorry for our followers out there yeah. who go there and love it. I don't know why I don't like it. I, I literally don't have a reason. I just don't like University of Florida. No no reason. Yeah, you know, just another off topic thing. SEC teams really oh, yeah. do not like us. Like Ole Miss. Like when I go there next year, I'm gonna be like, I, yeah. Portnoy at the Super Bowl, dude. Like, like for those of you who maybe we'll give the backstory on Ole Miss. Maybe like day five into having the account, we took a took a leap of faith and tweeted that Shea Patterson, one other player, and AJ Brown were on a plane going to Michigan on a visit. Oh, Van Jefferson. Now, that's the other, that's the other I'm player. sorry, but Shea Patterson went to Michigan, so we, we were kind of right. And so, like, Van Jefferson transferred, transferred to Florida, so that was Michigan. also accurate. AJ Brown. Saw our tweet somehow. We had yeah. Gabe Brown sees our tweet and he says, "I'm not going anywhere." Now I'll tell you what. For you, those of you who haven't done anything like this and got into trouble with a big name athlete, it's not fun. We had 14 followers, oh, no, and for the whole day, yeah. we were getting made fun of. Let me actually look up some of the tweets. I remember it was like I was out and you were oh. just texting me like, "Look at this one. Look at this one. Look at this one." Yeah. Red Cup Rebellion was not happy with us. The uh, the old Miss, yeah no, uh, I, I... SB Nation they were not happy. Let me see this. Um, and, and then earlier this week with the uh, Lockie Henry thing on how I thought like they like violated some NCAA rules, mm-hmm. NCAA rules recruiting him. Yeah, and their linebacker coach DM'd us and said that's not true. Well, this was actually a pretty fun one. Um. So, what was it? We actually ended up deleting the tweet. So, Red Cup Rebellion tweets at, you know, very, very credible college football news today. Shout out the old Twitter handle uh, is reporting to all their 14 followers. At the time, we had 14 followers. You know, you don't start with 10,000 followers or whatever. You know, you have to just to start at zero. Uh, and then when we deleted it, you know, he started saying that we were bad information, blah, blah, blah. And then we said, no point in. Of spreading information is not true. However, Patterson is still visiting Michigan. And then Tyler Olander came out and said, bumped their followers up to 15, though, worth, in my opinion. Now, let's do some research. That was December 4th, 2017. It is, what, January 19th, 2019. So we're like a February. Wow. It's February. February 19th, 2017. So we're like, what, a year and two months off that tweet? Tyler now uh-huh. has 1,100. No, he actually only has 182 followers, Tyler. And we have like 9,000. Oh, wow. So, Tyler, if you're listening to this, I just flexed Huge all flex. over you. It was worth it because we now have like 1,000 <laughs> times more followers than you. Red Cup Rebellion, if you're listening, we're sorry. Kind of. 
it was it was still worth it. <laughs> yeah, kind of. All right. <laughs> that was like a completely oh. five. <laughs> that was Next five question, minutes of unnecessary <laughs> ranting that is going to get. All right, all right. So the next question is um from fake coach mom. Which new head coach wins the conference first? Um. Well, I'm gonna end up agreeing with you because we talked about this one previously, and I looked at the list trying to be different from you, and there wasn't really much that stood out. Like there wasn't anyone that I was like, "Ooh, this could be a sneaky one." So you tell them yours, and I'm just gonna end up agreeing with you. All right. Well. I mean, yep. actually, Ryan Day at Ohio State, only because here's the thing: you don't. There aren't a lot of great coaches in the Big Ten, and I, I know like people are going to be like, "What are you saying?" But Jim Harbaugh, he can recruit, but he's just not. He can't coach. And he can't beat Ohio State in college football. They don't. Michigan doesn't score points, and they can't beat Ohio State. This year was probably the best Michigan team in years, and they got the doors blown off of them by Ohio State. Yeah, and then. The other thing, like the other best coach, probably what, yeah. Franklin. Fourth and five, he calls a draw. He every game he has a questionable play call. Yeah, I I agree though, because like he's also coming into like a very good team. Like Les Miles, like you know he's, he's Les Miles. He recruited better than probably any Kansas coach ever, except for the one year Kansas was good. Uh, but like it's still Kansas. Like. Yeah, and yeah, they're, they're in, like a really tough. Well, they're in the Big like, Twelve, right? So they're yeah, not beating like they, Oklahoma. They Ohio State with Ryan Day has the best chance to succeed and probably will win the conference first. I don't know if that was the question. Whoever whoever wins it first, but I, I think he has the best shot. He has the best odds. Yeah, he definitely does. He also has a great team because Ohio State is like one of those programs that yeah. can go into any recruits house in the country and say we're Ohio State. Yeah, so we're actually going to stay on Ohio State for this next question and. SG0616 wants to know, should Michigan-Ohio State be a night game? Simple. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. That's just a yes. I don't know why. Uh, hold yeah, I, I remember you, you when I was go? like seven, I got this book, and it was like best rivalries in sports, and it had like Yankees, Red Sox, um, and then a couple other, like there was a, a couple of boxer ones, all that. but like one of the main ones for football was – Ohio State, Michigan. Like, that's like the game. Especially yeah. like this year and last year. Like, those were the game. Well, yeah, the, the game. game. Like, but they've been good games the last couple of years and they've meant something. Like, I don't know why that's like, yeah, I guess like it's basically yeah, the big and, like, the Iron Bowl. Year. Like, for as fun as like the tradition is with the Iron Bowl, like, there's like, there's more years where it means nothing than it does mean anything. So that Ohio State game, I feel like consistently means so much more. Yeah, plus like I'm not old, dude. I don't want to get up at noon to watch a football game. Like I want to get like, you know, like I, I want to enjoy my day and like a nice three thirty kickoff. Also, maybe a six like, and the the counter argument about it is that it's cold in Michigan and Ohio at night, but. The game's played in the end of November yeah, anyway. It's, it's not like it's 70 the day, during right? the day and it's 40 at night. It's not like you're in Arizona. Stop complaining. Day. You know what you sign up for when you live in those states. Also, like a side note yeah. for me with this, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, so it's a Saturday after Thanksgiving every year. And yeah. I always go to my grandfather's house and we leave around 1145. So I always miss a part of that game. 
That's why they should make. They should listen to my reason and make it a six o'clock start solely based off that. <laughs> so uh, Ricky Mo nine ninety four tweeted at us, and he wants to know Clemson doesn't have to vacate any wins, even though a lot of players tested positive for Austrian, but Will Greer has to sit out. Had to sit out a year, and he said, "What gives?" Um, do you have any? I, I don't even know. <laughs> um. I just think that it wasn't like systematic cheating. Like, yeah, the coaching staff like gave them like, but it there was only trace amounts. Like they didn't, they weren't giving them a shit. Uh, oh, they weren't giving them a ton of it to where like it was gonna, like you know, it's not really cheat. It's cheating, but like it wasn't like planned cheating, and it was only a three. Yeah, but thing, right? I mean, like if Dabo didn't come out and say like, hey, we might have messed up. Like, and I, I believe like he kind of said something on there that was like there was a chance that they were, like, giving them the thing. So now that seems kind of fishy. But, like, under uh, yeah. like the Know the Risks of the NCAA Dietary Supplements on its own website, it says that the dietary supplement companies are not required to prove their products, safety, like, the safety, purity, or effectiveness, and manufacturers of dietary supplements must list all ingredients on the product label. However, a dietary supplement may contain a banned sub- substance not listed due to poor manufacturing practices or intentional adulteration. So, like, it could have not been their fault at all. Yeah, like, it could have just been, like, because these things are all probably made in the same factory, and some of it's probably made without uh, that, like, banned substance, and the other ones are probably made with it. Like, kind of how, like, there's, like, peanut contamination in, like, food. Like, like Stuff yeah, I'll tell you, like from from being a college athlete, like you, because you know, I I played in college, not football, but it's still, you know, we still use the same mindset. Whenever we used any kind of like supplement, we kind of we went to our trainers and we were like, "Do you know anything about it?" And if it was like a decently known train, like a product, or they would just say, "Yeah, more more times than not, you're fine. Go nuts, use it." So this could have been like one of those times where a trainer said. You know, go nuts, use it, and he probably should have yeah, said, "Let me look into it." So, I don't. I think they kind of got like a a lesser punishment. Actually, they didn't get any punishment other than losing like one of their best players. But I think they kind of got away with it because this could have just been like a big a mess up. It wasn't like a intentional using. Yeah. Plus, like I mean, just a little side note. I don't think that Dabo Sweeney should have ever admitted that they may have. Yeah, that was stupid for him to come out and say anything. All right, so uh, next up, what, what do you think about Kyler Murray? Uh, me personally, I think he's stupid. I like let me let me actually take that back. I think if he sat down and he said, "I love football more than I love baseball," fine. I'm not gonna tell. I'm not gonna say someone's stupid for doing something they love over something that they kind of love. But when it comes to like money, like. The amount of money you make in baseball, even with like the grind of through the minor leagues, is so much more than you'll ever make in football. Yeah, but he doesn't want to go from being the man to playing in Fargo, North Dakota for 2,000 people for some like minor league baseball team that like just. Here's like I have two examples when it comes to like football versus. Like baseball with contracts, especially. Um, Jeff Samarja, he's like an he's an average pitcher for the Giants. 
He was also uh-huh. a top prospected. I'm pretty sure he was a wide receiver out of Notre Dame. He might have been a tight end, but I'm almost positive he was a wide receiver. He was a projected like late first round, mid first round in the NFL draft. He came out the right. same year as Calvin Johnson. And everyone knows Calvin Johnson, his legacy on where he is in the all-time receivers. When yeah. Calvin Johnson's career is over, well, it's already over, but he's still receiving some payments. His total career earnings is $113 million, just short of $114 million. Jeff Samarja's okay. last contract was almost as much as Calvin Johnson's career earnings. So Calvin Johnson at the time was a premier receiver. Jeff Samarja was a above-average pitcher, and he is getting significantly more. My other one, Tom Brady, career not career earnings, like his net worth is $180 million. That includes football money, advertisements, everything. That, that, that is net worth. Derek Jeter's baseball earnings, his contracts, not his like ads or anything, is oh, I just had it, is $266 million. Okay, but that's Tom Brady takes pay cuts all the time. And I guarantee you more people know who Calvin Johnson is. Than exactly. Some, so whatever. And Jeff Samarji makes more money. Okay, but it's, so it's not it's not about it's not about money for everyone, dude. Like he like just look at what Kyle Kuzma said the other day. He said that he would rather play for the Lakers and be criticized than play for the Orlando Magic and no one talk about him. If you're an average baseball player, and you dude, still no get paid more than the best of the best in the NFL. Okay, but you're not you're barely famous, dude. You're like you're you walk yeah, but some people like that. Who you are. Some people apparently like he doesn't. being able to live their life. I mean, dude, look today, Manny Machado just signed for thirty million dollars for the next ten years. He gets to live in San Diego for the next ten years. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Fun fact about that. Did you know he will now make more than the entire Mountain West Conference's um Yeah, I did see that. TV deal. But so for the next ten years, yeah. he gets to live in one of the most beautiful cities in the entire country. And he gets thirty million dollars every year for doing it. Like you'll never see that kind of money and no one's gonna know who in, is. in the NFL. And he probably And that's no one's not gonna true. know who people will know who he is. If if Manny Machado walked past you tomorrow, you don't watch I would baseball. not know who he was. Like no one watches honestly, baseball anymore. If Calvin Johnson walked past me tomorrow, I would have no clue who he is. He's six seven, dude. Dude, six. six I've seen. I've walked past tall people before. Why are you yelling? Okay, all right. <laughs> move, move on. Um. Yeah. All right. So, so uh, Calvin. So if you guys haven't seen, uh, every now and then we'll do like which school is better, and it's kind of like a like a geographical close things. So uh, you'll catch on to as we're going. So if you see them and you want to put your opinion in, definitely take a vote. What was the first one we had here? Uh, it was UCLA versus Cal. What school do you think has been better? Um, like past success, even though Cal was terrible a couple years ago, I think they've they have more like big name players that have gone on to like have like huge careers in the NFL than UCLA has recently. 
Uh, I was going to say the same thing because if you think, uh-huh. they have Jared Goff. Yep. They have Aaron Rodgers. Yep. They have Deshaun Jackson. And they yeah. have Marshall so Lynch. Like, so I think that pretty much. That, I think that's the end of that. Have Josh Rosen, though. He is the king of like six for 11, 56 yeah. yards. We're going to head down south. Uh, North Carolina versus South Carolina. This All one's right. pretty easy this for most people. This easy for me. I say yeah, so South I. Carolina. Um, Just because, I mean, they're an SEC team, and they have um, – they had Clowney, who was a beast. Yeah, right? UNC, especially, like, the last couple of years, has kind of been, like, a joke. Um, yeah, yeah Mac Brown's, like, 80,000 years old. Like, Matt – Honestly, I think every game yeah, – I might actually watch every UNC game because this is, like, the same thing that Kansas State had for a while going for them. Where, like, at any given moment, like, like a touchdown like on a kickoff or a really bad penalty, Mac Brown <laughs> Mac Brown might die. Like, they're no, like, it's, a, going it's there. a terrible thing to say. I, I would – I know. It's terrible for me to say this. But could you imagine – Yeah, that'd, that'd be crazy. We have an interesting <laughs> We wouldn't even need to do questions. We would just be able to come on and be like, Saturday, Mac Brown died because there was a holding. Like, that. All right. Uh, yeah, but South Carolina, definitely. This is the big one, though. University of Central Florida versus Boise State. This is a fun one. John, you go first. All right. Now, honestly, I'm going to say UCF. I'm happy you said that. I'm happy you said that. Just because I think that they have – I mean, they haven't lost. I mean, they've lost against LSU, but, like, most teams would. Like, most good Power 5 teams Mm -hmm. don't stand a chance against LSU. So, it's not like – that's like – people, like, say, oh, they lost LSU. It's, like, it's a bad thing. But, like, yeah, they beat Auburn. Like, I mean, like, just look at our peer teams, like, Rockers probably. Now I'm happy you said UCF because we agreed on every single one except this one. Because if you look at Boise's schedules during the years they were really good, they actually played good yeah. teams, like really good teams. Like 2006, All right. they beat number seven Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl. Now I'll give you Auburn, that kind of like a, a cancel out type thing. But in 2008, mm-hmm. they beat number 12, Oregon, and they lost TCU, who was number 11, by one. So, All right. like, they played, like, and I think they also lost to a high, decently highly ranked team during, one, like, 2007. Let me actually that. I think they lost in 2007 to, like, a good team, like, by, like, a touchdown. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm just uh, – I think the reason everyone's, like, saying UCF is because it's just, like, so recent in our minds. I mean, maybe, but they pump out NFL talent now, too. Like, like all right, maybe Boise has, like, the longevity and stuff, but, like, UCF, what they did, they lost their coach, Scott Frost, and went undefeated again. Yeah, they have, yeah that's nice. It's a nice story. But – and they went from 0-12, like – has there been a quicker turnaround in the program? Has Boise so. ever gone 0 and 12? They went. No. <laughs> like, fair, fair enough. 
I, I think that UCF is everyone's favorite right now because it happened the last two years. Like everyone remembers it. Yeah, but it's not their fault. That oh they no, no it's it not. seems like they, they should they should be a playoff team. That's why it should be an because there are the reports of so them they calling like Florida. And no, no one really knows what happened. Well, that Florida thing was so stupid. No, everyone knows what happened. Florida wanted two games in the swamp and one at UCF, and UCF said no. Because yeah, like, no, and like, I get that. Because like, there's also teams like I've heard North Dakota State. They use, they called SEC teams, and like they don't want no SEC team wants to play North Dakota State because North Dakota State's good. Like a couple years ago, like the 2011 Rutgers teams, like from there when it was like the end of Shiano and the beginning of Flood, they wanted to play SEC teams. They got Arkansas, but they wanted to play other SEC teams, and no one wanted to play them. Yeah, because. SEC so teams like, schedule cupcakes, dude. Like that one week where they all play cupcakes. Like yeah, when Bama just, plays, that, they do that dude, like, the week before the championship game or the week before rivalry week instead of doing it week one. So what's to make a difference? Yeah, yeah but, you're right. Like, you're right. So it's not it's not UCF's fault that they don't play anybody. It's not like I'm not I, I'm not going to be one of those people to say they don't play anybody because it's like it, it it's not their fault. Their conference isn't you know the SEC. But I'm just saying, like, 10 years from now, when UCF's, like, an average team, like how Boise's, like, just a good team now, they're pretty average. I think, like, a reasonable person should look back and say, Boise did beat a number 12 team. And where was that game? Let me see. That game was at Oregon, too. Yeah, I mean, that's that's impressive. So, But, all right, so now we have a national sign day surprises. We'll just touch on this quick. So, five-star receiver George Pickens flips from Auburn to Georgia, which, frankly, you were saying you don't like Mm-mm. Florida before, right? I don't like Auburn. N- nothing about Auburn. I hate everything about Auburn, to be honest. Uh, like, I just don't know why. I've never liked Auburn. So, um, so the other thing is a uh, four-star guard, Doug Nestor, flips from Ohio State for, to uh, Virginia Tech, which – was actually like known to be happening. For, like, I mean, the I've never been time. to Ohio State. I'm only speaking from me going to Virginia Tech. That place is so fun. That's just like an added in. That stadium is so nice. Really? Like we, like I said, the one day we, the one week we did the uh, traditions, like it wasn't even a sellout, and that place was so loud. So they got something cooking, and like if they could get good, like really good, that place would be so fun to go to again. Um. All right. So the other one is um. Uh, uh. All right. Nick Cross. So this is yeah. interesting. I think I told you about this, right? So he was committed to Florida State as a safety, and then he his parents wanted him to stay closer to home. They wanted him to go to Penn State, and somehow after that they compromised. I read a two four seven article because you know like I paid for those and stuff, so I read them, and it said that his final two schools that he came down to were. Penn State and Florida State, and that Maryland was out of the question. And then, like the next day, it was like Nick Cross transferring uh, commits to Maryland, and I was like, "How did this happen?" Like, and apparently his parents, like, Mike Rotsky, okay, so he's just out here for flipping recruits. Now he's doing a really good yeah, job Rotsky. down there. Yeah, he flipped a four-star quarterback from Florida State too. He wasn't committed there, but he was a heavy Florida State lean, uh, Lance Legrande, and then also. He got yeah, no, he's doing a really good job. He was like one of my dark horses for. If he wasn't in the Big Ten, he would have been my head coach to win a conference. Yeah, I, I just think Maryland's far behind on talent with the yeah, Big Ten. Yeah, and he's doing a really good job. 
Like they have he's doing a really good job recruiting, especially now. that area. Yeah. Um. So now, uh, oh, and uh, also yeah, so another national signing by Stanley King committing to Rutgers, Under Armour All American receiver. I heard some rumblings that he was one of those New Jersey kids who was an anywhere but Rutgers at one point, but somehow he ended up at Rutgers, and he's like six six, I think. Like I'm very happy yeah, so, to have him. Uh, one last thing about Rutgers, I'm not like too into the big recruiting thing. I don't really follow recruiting like you do. All I'm saying, Friday, August, uh, mm-hmm. August 30th, we're getting there. UMass, oh, I'll be there. I just can't wait for the season. I can't wait for the season. You'll be there. Uh, me, I can't wait for like anything, dude. I need football. Like, I'm gonna be watching. I've like class, anytime right? I see AAF, I put it on. I have to. I have to put it on. I have to. Really? I need football. So um, that's all we got for this week. Um, next week, like I said, we'll be back on Tuesdays. Uh, you know, tweet us some questions. We're gonna send that tweet out. If you see the polls, make sure you're putting your input in. You know, throw a tweet under it. Make sure the schools make sense for the ones you're applying to. Um, you know, thanks guys for listening in. See you guys next week. Wait, wait a second, Andy Pettit is a starting pitcher. <laughs>